You're listening to the Law of Attraction Radio Network. Are you tired of the I can't mindset? The I'm not good enough mindset? Do you feel like your negative thoughts control your life? Well, you came to the right place. Because in the next 30 minutes, you will learn how to break free from the limiting mindset of anxiety, fear, victimization, depression, trauma, and self-hatred by reprogramming your subconscious mind. It's time to master your mind with Dr. Erica. Hello, good people, and welcome to Master Your Mind with Dr. Erica. Thank you so much for listening in and joining me today. Today is a good day. I often start my my, um, talks with a deep breath just because I want everyone to know that you are alive, you are beautiful, you are here. And the power is really within that life force within. And so let's take a deep breath. Just a deep breath. And I want you to just let it out. Breathing in life, breathing in abundance, breathing in love, and then just releasing all of the tension. One more deep breath. And release. Yes. I need that. I don't know about you all, but it just feels good. Every time I do it, when I teach it, it feels good. And so it just reminds us that we are here, we're alive, and we've been gifted with another day to really become the master of our lives. And and I talk about mastering your mind, mastering your thoughts. And so I want everyone to know I've shared a little bit about my excitement in completing my certification for RTT therapy. I think it's phenomenal. I'm excited to be offering RTT therapy now to my clients. And um, I just really welcome you to go to my website and take a look at all of the services that I provide in addition to my uh, women's coaching group um, that I'm starting. It's really a support group for any woman out there who's dealing with something and you just want to be a part of a group that is going to uplift you, to educate you, to give you tools and techniques and just a a supportive space um, for anyone out there who um, just needs some support. And so um, go to my website, healthyminds.expert, and then I always have to talk about the power of CBD. That's cannabidiol, CBD, and my daily use of CBD, and just being an advocate for CBD for my clients because I know the benefits of CBD for our system, our endocannabinoid system that is responsible for maintaining the homeostasis. And if any of you all are going through changes or going through stress or going through anxiety or a new job or change in location or a new baby, or a new relationship or break up of a relationship, then you're probably going through some stress. And um, I love CBD because it helps to just calm your central nervous system, which is often alerted by all of the stress and and the way that we perceive things as we experience them. So again, go to my website, check it out, healthyminds.expert, and um, come and, and coach with me and let me teach you how to master your mind. And so... 
I'm excited about my special guest today because she is a fellow uh, wellness, emotional wellness coach and therapist. Um, her name is Rachel McLeod. She's an LCSW by, by a profession. Um, and she has found that through years of successfully helping her clients move through anxiety, depression, and trauma, those disorders, she has helped them into remission. Okay, she has developed a phenomenal program that empowers people to skillfully get rid of the symptoms and heal. She's also the facilitator of the Facebook group Releasing the Baggage of Anxiety, Depression, and Traumatic Stress, where she delivers uh, free training on leading interventions that work well for getting rid of symptoms and not just coping or managing them. And her mission is to empower people to do their own healing work effectively, safely, and skillfully. And you have to check out her website. It's rachelmcleod.com, I believe. And she really does a phenomenal job of just explaining to you what anxiety is and really walking you through those steps. And so, again, she and I know how powerful you know, transformation and change of mental health can be. And so I'm just excited for her to be here. And uh, thank you. Welcome. Welcome so much, Rachel, for being here today. Thank you for having me. And so can you just tell my listeners a little bit about yourself and kind of what you've been up to in your practice? Because I know you're innovative and, and doing a lot of work right now. Yeah. Gosh, a little bit about myself. I am, gosh, I live in Oregon. I have five children. I have been, gosh, severely mentally ill with anxiety in the past. Um, I have had to figure out how to overcome that. I found myself in massive crises and um, where I just been like, you know, my brain just will not work with where I have all these symptoms of anxiety and even depression and um, where I just really needed to create wellness. Gosh, I had had three small children with my last crisis and I couldn't understand because I'm intelligent. I've gotten degrees, I can, but I, I can't, I'm stuck with this. I can't do this life thing well. And I just, my brain function just makes things worse. I'm doing obsessive compulsive, compulsive things. And um, it really, gosh, and so, I found out how to resolve anxiety by working on my own and um, knowing how important this was. And I was very angry with traditional talk therapy methods. I had worked as a talk therapist and um, I wasn't getting my clients any results, the results I wanted. I don't like to not be successful. I don't even like that. And here I was in a whole practice with a whole degree and I was failing and what I wanted to accomplish. And so I quit. <laughs> I was like, this is dumb. And I had such a bad attitude. I was so mad and bitter. And then I left. That's when I ran into my third disorder out there. And that's when I finally realized, and I was diagnosed with obsessive compulsive disorder. And, um, and then very quickly after that, I found somebody gave me um, an alternative healing practitioner. She gave me a different intervention and it was very weird. And so I liked it because it wasn't talk therapy. <laughs> I was mad at them. I'm not mad at exactly. them. Exactly. No, but you <laughs> but... got a point though. You, you needed to try something different. Yes. 
And so she said, try this, it will change your life. And so I took it home and I was a little weirded out, but I was like, this woman could tell me to stand on my head and spin in circles and I would do it because she had just done some really amazing things for my family. And so um, that night I laid in bed with insomnia, with racing thoughts. And I thought, well, maybe this is what I should try it on. And so I did, I did it. And I did that intervention for 30 seconds and I yawned. I did it for another 30 seconds. I fell asleep. I woke up the next morning and I was like, what else can I try this on? And I just started using it with all my symptoms. And I thought it was like the miracle thing. But after going, after learning more and practicing more and taking different intervention trainings, I learned that all the interventions help people overcome symptoms the same way. And I, by that time I had trained in three and we I was getting the same results. So I had to reevaluate that. I ended up taking some trainings on neuroscience and I was like, oh, this is the, the brain is healing this. The brain is what's so awesome about all of this. And the brain is what gets these results. And so when people are working with me and we're using these interventions for the first time, a lot of the times after 30 seconds or a minute, they'll say, is this magic? Like, and I'm like, no, this is healthy brain function right here. <laughs> this is how brains are supposed to be working. They're supposed to encounter stressors or triggers, and they're supposed to work through them. And then you get this big release or a better, very subtle release, but a release nonetheless. And you keep moving through the brain's healing and problem solving process. When we have symptoms of anxiety, we're actually having something, we're encountering something that is so stressful to the brain that the survival system is jumping in and shutting down the healing process and sending us into a fight, flight, freeze, or faint mode. And once we're stuck over there, then we have to do all these things to get ourselves out, which are, which intuitively we know we have to use the body for this because ultimately the survival systems bot, um, it's only listening to the body. It doesn't care what we think or what we know. It just is trying to figure out, are we safe? Or are we not safe? And it's paying attention to the body to give the bot for the body to give it the message that we're safe. It's okay. Right? So a lot of times we will do things with our body. We don't even know to get ourselves out. Like we'll drink a glass of wine. We'll <laughs> smoke some, something we will go for a walk. We'll take a bath. We will, we will get a hug. We will, we will rock ourselves. We will sit in a closet in a dark space. We'll take our body to a place that has that, uh, that sends the message to the survival system that we're safe. Right. And so, and then we'll come out of that survival mode. But that whatever that stressor was didn't make it through the healing process. And so the brain will try again and it will encounter the same distress that didn't get processed last time. It will go through the same um, survival state and all that anxiety again. And then it will, and then you'll have to do the calming thing again. And then repeat loop after loop after loop after loop until you just are like, I'm going to lose my mind. Right. And so, and then we start avoiding the loops. We start avoiding the thing that will trigger us. And then we've got a whole area of our life we can't walk into. And then our life starts to get smaller and smaller and smaller. And so really understanding this piece of brain function, we can see that it's really, really important for us to help the brain resolve these things and stay on its healing path instead of shifting out and going onto a survival path. Because once that stuff gets through, it's done. The brain doesn't have to loop back to it again and again. And really that's what I've been up to. <laughs> Over the last years is is really um is really teaching people how to work with their brain in a way that helps their brain do the healing work it needs to do and also 
if you've got an anxiety, depression, or trauma disorder, that process has been shut down long enough that there's a backlog of work that needs to be accomplished. And it's, that work is important. People want to skip over that work and all that stuff, but really that's where the brain learns how to be in the world well. When the brain can take one of these little stressors and, and walk through its process of understanding it and making solutions for it and finding the solutions that's the best one and then you know and then running that solution being like yeah we did it it needs to complete that over and over again with all these little things and you watch your life just up up level mm -hmm. become healthy become well all these little places where you'd fall into the like downward spiral brains close that up and so make it so that you don't have to be in there and you don't have to climb your way out anymore, you know? So, um, so really I've been helping people do the brain work for resolving their symptoms and helping their brain resolve the symptoms because our, it, we can't just tell our brains. It's like our brain has a way of figuring this stuff out for itself and it needs the time to be able to do that. And it doesn't take a long time because the brain is very electrical. And because we're working with the emotional, mental aspects, we are working with the electrical system. And so that's why the right intervention at the right time can resolve symptoms that have been around for a lifetime in 30 seconds, a minute, right? Brains do this. So anyway, that's Rachel. I love that. <laughs> no, no, I love it. I love it because I do think that, you know, there are so many different interventions out there that can tackle the same problem from different angles yeah. and I think that so much of mental health at least kind of in our um, mainstream ideology is about talk therapy but there's energetic healing there is like you talked about brain science there's just so many other breathing there's movement there's so many other strategies of how you can resolve it and eliminate it and so maybe talk a little bit about you know maybe a little bit about that or the brain science or how you yeah. can resolve it because I think people still believe that you have to if you're depressed or uh, oftentimes people say oh yeah you know I just come from a a lineage of, of depression it runs in my family right and so I know that I'm not going to get rid of it I just have to learn how to live with it yeah I would say no no to the no 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 um that's not when when somebody says that to me I hear yeah there may be some chemical components to this but the are the way we think and our subconscious programming can really be the key principle the key creator of those chemical um, the chemicals that are running right, us, and, right? And, and imbalancing chemicals and, and imbalances right um, but there's you know where I'm also hearing that they've learned how to be depressed through watching that we are always doing that um, but that's also the subconscious layer of things that stuff can be resolved and overhauled very quickly subconscious minds dump stuff all the time that it no longer wants if you can learn how to help your subconscious mind accomplish it's getting rid of depression you can learn how to do that. That's part of the strategy I teach people to do. And we go through and we help the, the brain release that stuff so it doesn't need to be working with it anymore. Um, also, that has to do with the survival system. The survival system is choosing depression because it thinks it's going to be the best way to survive. And that's usually because there's a lot of pain surfacing that's trying to make it through the brain's healing pathways that the brain is not equipped or skilled at doing, at helping that 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 pain get through 
But when we can really jump in there with the with our body and our mind and really help that pain make its way through the, the brain's healing process, the brain realizes the survival system realizes, hey, we don't need this depression thing right here anymore. Let's let go of it. Um, and that's really what I help people do and what I recommend doing. I don't recommend taking off depression. It is there for survival reasons. And so, but if you come underneath of it and you really resolve the pain that's causing it, all of a sudden you resolve the pain and the depression at the same time. The yeah. brain is very, very wise. And I, I if, it, if it has built something, I'm not trying to take it down, but I am hearing, oh, there's pain in here. Let me help you. Let's go help you resolve that pain. Show me where it's at. And really when you can start to, listen to yourself and hear your subconscious mind, the messages it's sending you, your body. These are all clues that to help us heal. These symptoms that we're experiencing of anxiety, depression, and traumatic stress are really, they're opportunities for healing. They're, they're signs that the brain realizes there's a problem, but it's stuck. And so when we help it get it unstuck, that's really where the magic happens. And I want to reiterate that point. If you can imagine going down a road with all this information that we experience goes down this road. And if the information that's coming down the road is positive, this little person, the gatekeeper at the, at the road will allow this stuff to go through. But as soon as some negative stuff comes up, this negative stuff registers in the brain as pain. It can be social pain. It can be emotional pain, physical pain, mental pain, whatever. As soon as that stuff comes through the survival system, the gatekeeper really shuts that stuff down and pushes all of that information off the road. And, and, and that information that just got pushed off the road, yes, is pain, but it's information your brain actually needs to be able to help you navigate life in a way that is understanding of the pain that can be created here. It's like, it's like going into, it's, it's like going someplace and you only listen to the happy people, all the, the negative people, you never listen to them. And so you don't get a full solution that works for all parts of you. And here this system works and is totally, your survival systems is, is, is making it so that you're excluding all this negative, painful information. Gosh, that's how we get lopsided. That's how disorders are created. You know, but here, if we can use an intervention and these interventions, I use four interventions because the interventions need to be in the native language of the survival system and the survival system's native language is the body. Right. And so we can do this the long way and we can eat through these things. We can pay attention to what's on the road that's coming through to be processed and eat our way through this or drink our way. But really that causes some negative stuff. So we can use interventions like emotional freedom techniques where we're tapping on specific points in the body or eye movement desensitization where we're moving our eyes. We're, we're doing that body work at the same time. Um, uh, energy medicine, that's one of my favorites. You can be holding points in the body. You can be doing all sorts of things with energy medicine. And while this process is happening and the survival system is 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 just engaged in such a way that it realizes that even though this stuff registers as pain it's safe to let it through and so then it does and then all of a sudden your thinking center is getting all this new information and all this stuff that it's been trying to get for a lifetime in some cases and all of a sudden it's like oh i get it i get it and you'll watch the brain go have all these epiphanies and it's like oh i could just do this oh i could just do that oh what if i said this oh i this is how i really am i should work with this and you see the brain just take off i don't even do advice anymore in my practice i don't even do advice if your brain function is working you have everything you need for your own advice 
in so many ways. And then, okay, that's a very uh, one, one way of saying that, but um, really once this stuff is processed, you do see where the gaps of knowledge are, and then you go get the knowledge, right? If I give it to you early, but it hasn't made it through the healing process, it's not going to matter anyway, because your brain is like, I don't know what to do with this. But all of a sudden, all this information comes through, it's understanding itself, its experiences, all these things. And it will, it, it just really takes care of itself. I don't find that we have a problem with our thinking center. I find that we have a problem with all this unresolved emotional distress, inner conflict or trauma, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. getting that through the brain's healing process is really, gosh, the top priority, then we'll see, you know, but most issues are resolved by that. By that piece which is wonderful because then people are very clear their next steps what they need to do next so yeah i love it i love how you talk about it and, and talk about the the body and how intelligent it is and how it knows mm. how to heal itself and um can you talk a little bit about some of the strategies that you use or to, to teach it sounds like you do a lot more teaching like you say, versus advising. And you can help uh, people identify where their um, those symptoms are or what the symptom yeah. is. And can you talk a little bit about that? Yeah. So if you can understand this from my perspective, I'm just helping the brain accomplish its work. So symptoms are the brain saying, hey, I need some help. So we're going to take one of those symptoms and really, once we've got one, we really want to start using an intervention, um, a mind-body intervention, because we once we start touching one of these symptoms, we're actually touching a lot of unresolved emotion that likely is painful. And so the interventions help the brain desensitize emotional distress or take the charge out of it. So once... It, that's really, really the main job. That's really the only thing we're doing is we're taking the, the the negative emotional charge out of there. And we're also sending the message to the survival system that we are safe. And so really we want to do the other things. We want to go find the symptom. We want to go find where the brain is struggling. We want to go find the, the trauma that wasn't resolved. We want to go find the inner conflict and we want to go and get position ourselves in a way that the brain can actually heal it if we could get the emotion resolved, the emotion desensitized, and we could get the survival system to relax and say, and let us do the work. Yeah. And so, and that's where I spent, we spend all of our time doing that. And so when we do that, we can resolve a symptom at its root. There are some advanced skills to getting to the root. I teach people all of this. It does not take a long time to learn. Um, and once that res- once we're using the intervention there, we can resolve a symptom and its root in about 10 to 40 minutes. It's really, really quick because the brain is electrical, because the brain already has its own natural process. We're just helping the process. So what, what is, what is that? What is that? Is that an energy thing? Is that a, what is it that's helping the person connect the symptom that they've experienced for so long that becomes Mm -hmm. a habit with the core or the underlying cause of it? Ask me that one more time in a different way. So what is that, you know, how, what is the method of helping to facilitate their understanding of the the trigger or the symptom with the underlying cause? Yeah. You know what? This is, this is difficult to explain because we are doing this all the time. This is how brains work. 
For instance, when we have new babies, we are their nervous system regulator, right? So they come out and they're, they're met with oxygen for the first time, right? They're this air thing, right? And they're crying. And then, so we wrap them up and we hold them and we start rocking with them. We're actually working with the part of the brain that is telling them we're safe, but we, it doesn't listen to words, but it listens to that we're maybe we're humming to them. Hmm, we're good. You're safe. It's okay. Hello there, new baby. All these things we're saying, right? Cause we're using our tone. We're using the rocking. We're using some pressure on the baby's body. All, all of this is to send signals to the survival system. You're going to survive this. And we, we're, we got this, we got this together, right? This, then the baby's nervous system starts regulating and all of a sudden they're adjusting to this oxygen and they're quiet, right? Fast forward. And, and not all of us had the luxury of this kind of parenting. And that has impacted our nervous system in the way our, our brains regulate ourselves, and, and it has impaired our ability to regulate ourselves. And this is one of the things that doing this work will resolve. Even, even if at birth, you did not get a good, um, you did, your parents didn't teach you how to regulate. Maybe they actually taught you how to dysregulate. You can actually get in here and recondition your nervous system so that your survival system gets the practice of regulating. It's ready to learn how to regulate and how to stay regulated at any time. We just need to do the work. So what, what is one technique that, you know, you can give the listeners who are dealing, cause I know a lot of, um, the symptoms for anxiety will be like the racing thoughts yeah. and even like the OCD are the racing thoughts. Yep. What's one simple technique that they can apply now today yeah. that will begin to kind of help them calm or yes. help them center more? Yes. Um, I would recommend learning emotional freedom techniques. These, this is, I, I can give a demo right now if you'd like. Yeah, this give is a demo right now. Okay. You don't mind. This is something I, I send out these interventions for people to try. Um, the very first part of working with me is trying interventions and finding one that helps your brain through its natural healing process, right? Once you have a fit, it's time to get to work. Right. And sometimes you'll try two, you'll try all three of the first interventions I send out and they're all work great. And so, and sometimes you have one more than the other. Doesn't matter. We just need something to assist your brain through its natural, natural healing process. So um, emotional freedom techniques is the first one I send out there because it's so easy to learn and it's, it works. It's the first one I had and it's kind of, you can't mess it up. You can do it wrong and you're still getting great results. So, um, so emotional freedom techniques is based on acupuncture points, acupressure points, and, but you're going to tap on them instead of using a needle. So it's, it's, um, these are energy pathways, our bodies use, we are learning about this as, uh, as Western medicine, Eastern medicine has been doing these things for a long time. Um, but, um, so, and we've trialed this between people tapping on radiant points and people doing the same process and tapping on other points and the people tapping on other points will get the placebo effect benefits, which there is because that's a real thing, but it's, it's, it's a little bit lower than the people that got that, that tapped on the actual meridian points got phenomenal results. And they really, it was, it was dramatically greater than any of the other interventions and greater than the placebo effect. Um, so, um, so what you would do is let's say, and we can do this together. So if you're in the audience, I invite you to take full responsibility of your wellness as you, if you choose to implement this intervention. So, um, I'm going to have you think of something, a, a symptom of yours or something stressful, or maybe you're stressed right now. 
and maybe you hear something in the background that's driving you nuts or whatever is happening, something distressing. And I want you to try to focus in on that, only that one thing. Because these interventions work if you spray it all around, but you notice the greatest results if you get very specific. And so I'm going to have you tap on the side of your hand, um, the karate chop point. Like if you were going to karate chop somebody, not that you're going to, <laughs> but I want you to, that, that fluffy part on the side of your hand. And I want you to think about whatever's stressful, that stressful thing. And you might, I, I like to, traditional EFT has people saying specific words. I like to send people into their body. And so, because there's always, if you notice something stressful, your body is already responding to it and you can find the response, the stress response in your body. And that's really where the wind happens. You can take, you can understand stuff, problems and stressors till the cows come home. But if it's still in your body and your body's still talking about it and responding to it, it's, you will have symptoms. So these things have to be cleared from the body level. So you're thinking about that stressor. And now I'm going to have you tap on different points. So I'm going to have you tap on the point right on your eyebrow, like um, by your nose at the end of, or the beginning of your eyebrow. And you just, you can tap here three to five times. We're tapping a little bit longer because we're learning. And then now I want you to tap on the side of your eye and you might just mentally tune back into the stressor, the thing you don't like happening in your body's response. Um, and you're tapping on the side of your eye in the corner. And now you're going to tap directly under your eye on that bone right there. And you're just thinking of that stressor and under your nose, above your lip, tapping there and you're tapping under your lip on your chin. And you're just thinking about that stressor. You might notice, I just did a, a, a deeper breath. That's a great sign. Um, sometimes you might yawn. So you're now you're going to, you're going to tap under your collarbone, like there's a, a round ball at the end of your <laughs> collarbone and you just come down about an inch and maybe out a half an inch and there's a spot in there. Just use all your fingers, you'll get there close enough and you're tapping. And now you might just invite yourself, I invite you to throw a whole fit about that thing you don't like because that throwing a fit will help you access all the negative emotion associated with why you don't like it. And we want that through the healing pathways. We don't want that staying on the other side where it's just gonna create problems. Send it through. Okay. And then under your arms, this part is like, if you're a woman, it's where your bra strap is on, under your arm <laughs> yeah. in the middle there. Um, if you're a guy, it's probably straight across from your nipple, about four inches under your armpit. And then I like to tap on the liver point. And this is directly under your nipple. If you're a guy and on your, on your ribs there, oh, yep. Rachel, we got one more minute. <laughs> and then thumb. <laughs> And then oh, on your thumb, sorry. if you were going to shake someone's hand, <laughs> tap it on your thumb. <laughs> or, and then your first finger, your middle finger, same thing, the top part. <laughs> At the end, by your nail. There we go. And your pinky finger. And then the side of your hand. Okay, that's Bring, it. And bringing then, you back full circle. Bringing you back full circle. And then you can look at your stressor again and see what you notice. You might notice new aspects of it. You might notice more emotional distress. That's fine. Keep at it because it's like, um, you just work through the first layer and the second layer and the third layer. So you layer can tap happen. through different layers as yep. long as you still feel that emotion so and intensely. And your brain is getting the support it needs it's and it's able it. to complete it. I love it. I love it. Okay. <laughs> quickly tell my listeners where they can learn more about you, the work that you do. 
Um, Rachel at my website, rachelmcleod.com. And my name's spelled like Rochelle. So that's R-A-C-H-E-L-L-E-M-C-C-L-O-U-D.com. And uh, there you can watch a free presentation where I explain all of this in detail. Um, you can get on my email list where I start sending you interventions for you to try out and um, get your healing rolling. I love it. I love it. Ladies and gentlemen, Rachel McLeod, thank you so much for being here. I just, I love it. Thank you. Thank you for having me. Thanks for listening to Master Your Mind with Dr. Erica. We will be back next with another terrific episode that will allow you to master your mind. Please visit HempHappier.com for more information about Dr. Erica and CBD oil. See you next week.